Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 19 through 22, entitled, People Who Make a Difference. They say that some people come into your life for a season, and some people come into your life for a reason. As you look back, you begin to see the roles that different people have played in your life. And you realize at the center of it all is the most important one of all, the Lord Jesus. Here's Pastor Tim. If you're all by yourself, you may be tempted to stop. But when you know that you have others around you, it's so much easier to bear. Look at the very next verse in verse number 20. He mentions a man by the name of Erastus. Erastus, he says, stayed in Corinth. There are three different references in the New Testament to a man named Erastus. And I'm going to assume that it's the same person. That means then that this Erastus is the treasurer of the city of Corinth. This is not just a nobody. This is a somebody. This is a civic somebody that Paul has mentored, that he has become his partner in ministry as well. He ministered while he was there in Corinth, and especially after Paul's arrest on that second missionary journey. It's Erastus who goes with Timothy when he's sent to Macedonia, and then later on gets joined up with Paul when there's the riot of all those silversmiths, if you remember that. That's Erastus. His name means beloved, no wonder. Paul really does love him. So you've got maybe, on one hand, you've got somebody like Onesiphorus who's done a good job, a good job of ministry, a good partner in ministry. Who's passed on? Who's going to pick up the slack? Well, maybe it's somebody like Erastus who right there in his very own hometown becomes a minister and missionary himself. He's carrying on this burden. And then there's a third person that we get to meet under this category. It's there in chapter number 20, and he says, But Trophimus I have left in Miletus sick. You got one maybe who's passed on. You got one who's still doing the work. And you got one who's sick. There's reason for fear, isn't there? There's a number of our missionaries who've not been able to minister in the places where they are. Because of fear. Fear over sickness. Fear over sickness that might lead to death. Fear over the workload that might become too much. But when you have ministry partnerships, everybody gets to share those fears so that, so that I might be tempted to quit because somebody's passed away. But yet I've got another brother, another sister, that's, that's, that's not moved by that whatsoever. And they strengthen me and they gird me on that I might do what God's called me to do in the first place. Look, if you will, in verse number 21. Let me show you another ministry partnership. By the way, Trophimus was martyred, finally, by, Her by Nero when he was in Rome. All right, let's keep going. Ministry partnerships share the focus they share the focus. Now, Timothy is not mentioned by name, but we know that he's talking to Timothy in verse number 21 where he says, Do your utmost to come before winter. 
You know, we made mention of that verse last week when we saw him request three specific things from Timothy. And one of those was to do his best to get there quickly. Do your best to come to me quickly, don't delay. And we talked about some last week about how in, in winter those Mediterranean sea channels just shut down. It was too dangerous for ships. Remember, Paul was shipwrecked in that very same place at the very same time of year, in that winter time of year. And so they would shut down those lanes, and if Timothy doesn't make it before winter, he's not going to make it until next spring. And if he waits until next spring, in all likelihood, Paul believes he's not going to be here anymore. So what he's saying to Timothy is, Timothy, if you're going to do this, then do this. Don't be a Baptist. (laughs) Don't take this to a committee and run it around in circles until it's finally dead. See what needs to be done and do it. If you don't do it now, you're not ever going to have the chance to do it later. Now think about those times in Jesus' life as he's making his way to Jerusalem for the last time where he's going to be crucified. Think of men like Zacchaeus. Think of men like Bartimaeus. I think of some of these people whom Jesus met along that very last journey. If they don't take time with Jesus then, they don't know it. But there's not going to be time for Jesus later. There are too many people in our churches and our families who bargain and think that they're going to be able to do something great for the Lord one day. Maybe maybe when I graduate. Maybe when I get married. Maybe when I have kids. Maybe when my kids finally leave the house. <laughs> you know, At some point, maybe when I retire, I'll finally be able to do something for the Lord. Listen, the time is now. Be a ministry partner now. And what you're doing is sharing the focus with them. The focus is the evangelization of the entire world. And maybe you narrow that focus on down. And you say, you know what? I might not be able to reach the whole world. But I can reach my neighbors. I'm going to give the rest of my life to win my neighbors to Jesus. You might focus that thing way down. Say, you know what? My focus is my children. My focus is my grandchildren. I want to do everything I can for the rest of my life to make sure that those babies come to know Jesus, it's the focus. No matter what your talent is, no matter where your burden is, no matter where your open door of opportunity is, the focus remains the same, doesn't it? And it does for Timothy. All right? Let's go. Number next. Ministry partnerships share the fellowship. They share the fellowship. Now, I've heard of Priscilla and Aquila. I've heard of Onesiphorus, Mm, Erastus and Trophimus, maybe not so much. Timothy, I've heard of him, you know, before. But we're about to come to some people. I I don't know that I know these folks, you know. There's not a whole lot known about them, in fact. But one thing's for sure. They share fellowship with one another. Fellowship is not about casseroles. Fellowship is not even about ice cream. Fellowship in some manners, in some means, it's not just about getting together, even though you have to get together for times of fellowship. 
Fellowship means that I am sharing the same purpose one with another. My purpose is to be like Jesus in everything that I do, that I be conformed to the image of the Son of God. And your purpose is that too. Every every person's purpose in here is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That's what we have in common. I mean, we, we might come from different places. We might talk different. We might look different. We might act different. But the thing that holds us together, it's not church membership. The thing that holds us together is Jesus. And that's what's holding them together. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit. Let's look at these. Look, if you will, there in verse number 21. Right after he tells Timothy, do your utmost to come before winter. He mentions a man named Eubulus. Eubulus. All we know about him is that he was a Christian who lived in Rome and who worked with Paul. That's it. I don't know anything else about him. Then he mentions these these other three people. Notice these folks. He says, as well as Pudens, Linus, Claudia. It seems as if at least tradition has them as a family. That Pudens is the husband, Claudia is the wife, and Linus is not that kid on <laughs> he ain't that kid with a blanket. He, he is the kid of Pudens and Claudia. We mentioned to you John the Apostle writing the book of Revelation. One of, one of John the Apostle's um, disciples along the way was a man by Irenaeus. Maybe you know that name. He's, a, he's how we would look at maybe a second generation of Christians. Once you, once you leave that first century, what happens to Christianity after that? After Peter and Paul are gone, even after John the Apostle is finally gone, who takes the lead? One of those leading writers is a man by, by the name of Irenaeus. It's in his writings that we learn that this particular Linus is the leader of the church in Corinth. He becomes the leader of that church. He becomes a leader in the church at Rome. He's a leader who has influence, guess where? (laughs) In Ephesus. It's taking that to the next generation, isn't it? So whether you're talking about one person as an individual who is your ministry partner and you have fellowship with them, you enjoy their coming, you enjoy being around them because you're on the same page. Maybe it's an individual. Maybe it's an entire family. You know? And who knows? When Kimberly works with these children and Sage works with our children, our next generation group, who knows who the next Billy Graham's going to be? Who knows who the next great speaker, writer, singer, all the, who knows who those are going to be? But they're being developed right now, aren't they? Those ministry partnerships are solidly important. Let me give you one more. Ministry partnerships share the faith. They share the faith. Look at the very last verse here in verse number 22. The Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. What a great way for Paul to finish his letter to Timothy with so many exhortations with so many admonitions, 
with so many warnings, with so many commands, for him simply to say, in blessing, may Jesus be with your spirit, and grace be to you, and amen let it be. I got a little bit ahead of myself just a moment ago. You know, what holds them really together is Jesus. It's in faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't come to church enough. You can't be a ministry partner good enough. You can't be on mission enough to please God without real living faith. And so it's Jesus that becomes the centerpiece of everything that we do, even the blessing itself. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed as you read your Bible. I want you to be blessed as you read books like 2 Timothy. I want you to be blessed as you read day by day now following us as we read through the book of Psalms. Today was Psalm number 14, wasn't it? Some good stuff in there. That's going to be some good stuff tomorrow when you read chapter 15 in Psalms. As we read together, as we pray together, as we work together, we need to be together and we need to be partners in ministry. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. Let me ask you this question. Ask this of the Lord. What is it that you do that makes a difference in the lives of other people and in the life of your church? What is it that you're doing? You're doing something, aren't you? What are you doing to make a difference? You might have to chew on that question a little bit. You won't have to chew on this one very long. Who is it that has made a significant difference in your life? In your life as a Christian? In your life as a church member? In your life as a missionary and a minister of the gospel? Who is it that you want to imitate more than anybody else? Thank the Lord for them. Maybe they're one of these that's already gone on. Or maybe it's somebody that today or tomorrow you can call, write, text, and just say, thank you for making a difference in my life. Thank you for making a difference in my life. Father, bless us today by helping us to answer those questions and to follow those answers up with actions. Help us to be good ministry partners one to another. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sean, would you lead us? This year at Brit Day, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.